0: Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Hot Rod Bob, and you've got Gas, the morning edition. Hey, I've been gone for a couple of days, helping out some buddies, car buddies, with their uh, issues, and uh, couldn't make the show because, hey, I was helping car buddies, or gasaholics, I guess you could say. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Today we're going to attack or, well, talk about the controversial conversation that people are having on Facebook right now regarding synthetic oils versus conventional oils. Now, which works better? Now, a lot of the conversation that's going on right now that I'm referring to is talking about race applications, not street applications. And there's a difference there in that, well, if you blow a motor, that synthetic's going to go all over the track, and it is a pain to clean up because it is so slick. Hmm... It happens. Engines blow. Things happen like that. In street vehicles, though, you're less likely to blow an engine and send a rod through the block or such, unless you're street racing. Hmm. Well, that's something to think about. But let's take a look at synthetic oils in their, well, intended use. And intended use is in any motor-driven vehicle, and it can be a race vehicle, and personally... I've been involved in using synthetic oil in race situations, not drag racing situations. So it's a little bit different. And uh, I understand the concerns in the drag racing community about it. But uh, let's take a look at synthetic oil from uh, the basic standpoint and give you a little bit of uh, knowledge about synthetic motor oils. Now, first off, synthetic motor oils are still petroleum-based, overwhelmingly. Now, they are not... Full petroleum. They use it as the starting point. Now, synthetic oil consists of chemical compounds that are artificially made. Now, synthetic lubricants can be manufactured using chemically modified petroleum components rather than the whole crude oil itself. But it can also be synthesized from other raw materials. These base materials, however, uh, still are overwhelmingly crude oil, and that's what makes synthetic oils. Are they slipperier? Are slicker? Do they work better? The experts overwhelmingly agree that they do. Synthetic oil is used as a substitute for full petroleum refined oils when operating in extreme temperatures. Uh, jet aircraft, for example, they can't use a petroleum oil; they have to use a synthetic, and have been, well, ever since they were developed. For example, uh, required to use these are required to use synthetic engines or uh, fluids. Piston aircraft, though, are not required to use synthetics. Are they beneficial in piston-driven airplanes? Sure they are. Synthetic oils are also used in metal stampings to provide environmental and other benefits. Now, although it's crude-based or petroleum-based, it is not a full petroleum, so it's less harmful or hazardous to the uh, environment. So, do they use it? Yeah. Can it be beneficial? You bet. All right, now, full synthetic. We hear the term all the time. What synthetic means, or full synthetic, is it's oil made from Group 3 base stock, or Group 4. Now, those are terms given by the petroleum industry. Some of the blends are of two different groups of oil or petroleum blends. Mobil sued Castrol back in the day, and they sued them because they, well, showing that their Group 3 base stock oil was changed enough that it qualified as a full synthetic. Now, since API, the people that rate the oils, has removed all references to synthetic in their documentation regarding standards, full synthetic is a marketing term and is not a measurable quantity. So think about that. It may say full synthetic, it's not referring to the quality. It's referring to the chemical makeup. Now, polyalpha olefin is a nonpolar polymer made by polymerizing the alpha olefin. understand that? I sure don't. Oh, gosh. There are designations for the API group 4 that are a 100% synthetic chemical compound and it is a specific type of olefin or organic oils that is used as a base stock in the production of some synthetic lubricants. An alpha-olefin or A-olefin is an alkaline where the carbon double bond starts at the A-carbon atom, and the double bond is between number one and number two carbons. Again, do you understand this? no. I don't either. Don't worry about it. All right, so let's talk about this. Synthetic lubricants are effective. They are better in lubricating an engine. So we'll take a look at another uh, definition and explanation of this. And this was put out by Car and Driver magazine a number of years ago. And they talked about synthetic oils and how they affect street-driven cars. Now, the effect is, is similar on race cars, but you got to remember, a race car is not used as long on the track as a regular car. Now, do we find synthetic oils used at, say, Le Mans, where it's a 24-hour race? It's a good possibility. As a matter of fact, Mobile One did sponsor some of those cars at, at one time and still do, I believe. But let's take a look at synthetic oils, and let's take a look at it from a street-driven vehicle perspective. And then I'll get into some of the race perspectives from my own personal experience, okay? All right, synthetic oils are man-made. Again, it's reinforcing what I just said earlier. And they consist of artificially made chemical compounds. Synthetic oils are typically created from chemically modified materials, such as petroleum. But those base materials are almost always Distilled crude. So these are highly refined crude oil, far greater refinement than you'll find in standard petroleum based oils or your typical 1030 oil off the shelf that costs you two bucks a quart versus the five or six bucks per quart for the synthetic version. Now, any additional additives and actual synthesizing processes are for creating synthetic oil varies among the producers. So no, no two synthetic oils are the same. And we already talked about how Mobile One sued Castrol, or Mobile sued Castrol and lost because Castrol's recipe, for lack of a better term, was different than Mobile One's. Now, I've been using Castrol in my vehicles for, well, ever since it came out, so uh I'm pretty happy with the results I've gotten from it, but let's go into this a little bit. Artificially created lubricants are often used as a substitute for petroleum-based oils, which are required to operate under extreme conditions. Synthetic oil is nothing new. It has been around since the 1920s. This isn't uh, 60s black magic or chemical compounding that has just come about because of The oil embargo, or things like that that happened in the 70s, or the high uh, requirements for fuel economy. It's not new. It's been around since the 20s. And the biggest use of this started during World War II. Now, not that we had jets, but you got to remember, the Germans had some special planes that required it. But because of the Allied forces, that was us and the Brits and and some of the others, oil in Germany was very difficult to find and get. They needed it for their aircraft, their planes, their boats, their trains. They needed it just like we do for all the mechanized equipment that we use. It forced the Germans into creating a better oil. They started manufacturing synthetic oils during World War II for use in their aircraft, their trains, their planes, their boats, you name it. They did it. It created a crisis for them, and that crisis moved forward. In the 70s, the American energy uh, crisis that occurred helped foster more development of synthetic oils because they are known to have better lubricating properties, and that allows an engine to run a little bit smoother and with less friction. Now, even though a good motor oil reduces friction, it doesn't eliminate it. The synthetics Don't eliminate it either, but they make the wear even less, and I can talk to that in just a little bit with my personal experiences in a road race car. Now, today, certain engines, such as aircraft jet engines, require synthetic oils, although synthetic oils were once largely largely found in high-performance vehicles. It's being used more and more in mainstream vehicles. Now, even my cars, uh, two of the cars I have, are recommended by Generous Motors, to use nothing but Mobile One. All right, it's a marketing term. I understand. Mobile One pays GM, GM uses it, and so forth, but they promote it. So I've been using Mobile One in two of my cars, although I didn't like it when it first came out. Now, Mobile One, when it first came out, was a 020 weight, which was just too thin. And when I put it in one of my cars, I lost oil pressure. I went to synthetic oil from Castrol. It was a 550 Now, 550, you go, what the heck is 550? It worked. It worked better. And according to the people at Castrol, they say it was specifically designed for cars with flat tappet cams. I had a small-block Chevy in a Corvette, and that's what that oil was designed to be used in. Instead of Mobile One, I used the Castrol. Happy with it. I got great uh, oil pressure throughout the range. Now, synthetic oils were created and still are created from base crude oil. But the crude oil or the regular oil you buy is less refined. The synthetics are more refined. Now, one of the benefits of the synthetic oil, it's less likely to acidify or oxidize. And a regular base oil or a regular conventional oil gets acid buildup. When you shut the engine off, humidity in the air still gets into the engine because the valves are open and air is there. It creates moisture. The moisture slips down through the pistons, goes into the pan. That and the exhaust gases that are remaining in the engine create an acid or an oxidation problem. Now, most cases, fresh oil and good oil will take care of that, and it helps to eliminate or prevent damage from that. But over time, conventional oils lose the ability to fight the acidity. So that's why you, one of the reasons you change it. Synthetic oils are more chemically stable. They are harder to break down and lose desired qualities. Consumer reports, eh, okay, take that for a grain of salt. Reports they say full synthetic oils provide superior engine protection and performance over synthetic blends or conventional oil. Okay, that's not earth-shattering. They're not the ones that came up with that. They just said, yeah, okay, it's good. Mostly, oil experts will agree with that statement, regardless of whether it came from uh, consumer reports. Now, what's the difference between synthetic and conventional oils? Visually, there's really no difference. They look the same coming out of the can. Uh, Two major differences between the synthetic oil and the oils are a bit more subtle. First, the way the oils are made creates a clear distinction. An example, conventional 530 motor oil, that's petroleum-based oil, is thick at low temperatures, and thinner at high temperatures. I always thought it was the other way around, but this is coming from the experts. To change this variance, oil manufacturers use additives to change the oil's properties, reducing oil viscosity at low temperatures. This way, it flows better when you're first starting up, especially when you're in a cold region where there's snow and such, like where Neil Panks lives in Great Britain. Mm -hmm. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Anyway, uh, so with fresh oil, this works. And as the engine gets warmer, the oil tends to thicken a bit, offsetting the fact that it's thinning from temperature. So it tries to make the oil a little bit more stable. When it's freshly made, conventional 530 oil acts like its synthetic counterpart. But over time, the chemical additives break down and vaporize, and this returns the oil to its original consistency. And that's one of the reasons you have to change the oil as frequently as you do. By contrast, Synthetic oils are designed to match a specific type of multi-grade oil from the beginning until the end. They don't lose that property. Without adding additives, a synthetic 530 oil will not degrade or change viscosity. It may only become slightly thicker from contaminants that it captures that aren't filtered out by your oil filter. So it's a very important thing when you're changing the oil, change the oil filter as well. There was a a theory at one point in time where, no, don't worry about changing the oil, just change your filter. Yeah, don't do it. Does synthetic oil last longer than conventional oils? In general, yes, because it's not as affected by the chemical changes and heat, the temperature and usage like a conventional oil does. Synthetic oil provides longer intervals between oil changes, but it depends on the brand you use. And that's a very simple thing to think about, and we'll go over that in just a little bit as well. Certain brands still recommend you change your oil every three to 5,000 miles. Others recommend between 7,500 and 20,000 miles. What does your manufacturer say? Neil says he hasn't had snow for a couple of years now. Okay, cool. <coughs> All right, regardless, you should follow the oil recommendations in your owner's manual by the engine manufacturer, especially when it's under warranty, because if you don't, that could cause them to say, ah. Uh-uh. Lack of maintenance, we're not covering an engine failure. So follow your owner's manual and change the oil according to that. Now, in some Generous Motors vehicles, and I've had a couple of them like that, they have a built-in computer algorithm that they're looking for that tells you when to change the oil. And in some cases, like with my Turbo HHR, I did a lot of freeway driving. The freeway driving was less damaging to the oil. I could go between seven and 9,000 miles, according to the engine algorithm computer program, before I changed oil. And it worked. I went 197,000 miles on the engine. I did not have an oil failure. I actually had a probably an injector failure, and I burnt a hole through a piston. But lubrication-wise, the engine was still great. Uh, there was no uh, lubrication failure. Now, the advantages of synthetic oil over conventional. Synthetic oil is created using complex process and can achieve the precise molecular qualities specified for your specific application. Now, greater engine protection. Consider that a car's engine's pieces move at high speeds and are always in contact with one another. In extreme environments, those engine components can wear down. Your motor oil is the only thing providing a protection element between the moving parts. So think about the rods and the rod bearings, the crank and the crank bearings. Those are the ones that are in constant contact, and the goal there is to create a slippery film so that they're not actually making metal-to-metal contact and will last longer. Now, unlike synthetic blends or conventional oils, full synthetic oils won't break down and will protect your engine for longer times as much as, say, 250,000 miles is not unreasonable for an engine run on synthetic oils. Now, it keeps the engine cleaner. As motor oil circulates through your vehicle's engine, deposits from conventional oils form sludge. You heard about that? Well, sludge forms on the inside of the engine. Synthetic oils don't do that. Corey Weaver saying he ran Castrol synthetic in his race cars from the 80s to the 90s. That's still cool. And... I've been using it as well. All right, better viscosity. Both low and high temperature, synthetic oils enjoy better viscosity stability than conventional motor oils or even synthetic blends. Now, a blend is a blend between the mineral oils and the synthetics, so it's not a full synthetic. Is it better than conventional oil? Yes. Is it better than a, well, full synthetic? Only in price, it's cheaper. More expensive than conventional, but cheaper than full synthetic. And they're pretty good for all year running. Turbocharged cars. Now, again, I talked about my HHR with the turbo. As more and more cars are built with smaller engines and turbochargers, synthetic oils flow quicker to critical parts, creating the proper lubrication the engine needs on startup. By contrast, conventional oils break down faster under turbocharged conditions. That turbo's getting hot. Remember, it's run by the exhaust, so it's very hot. Using a full synthetic oil keeps your turbocharged vehicle operating longer and better because the oil does not break down. The biggest issue with a turbocharged car with oil breakdown is when you shut the engine off and the turbo is still spinning. Remember, it spins based on exhaust pressure. And so you shut the engine off, you have constant exhaust pressure. What ends up happening on the bearings of the turbocharger is what's called coking, where the oil starts to cook and become hard and crusty, and blocks the oil passage going in through the turbo to the bearings. That is the biggest failure rate on a turbo. Now, one of the things that the manufacturers have done to mitigate this is create water-cooled turbos, where the housing is cooled by the water running through the engine. This reduces the possibility of coking. It doesn't eliminate it completely, but it does help. It keeps the turbo casing cooler, than it would have been when it was just air-cooled, because, hey, they get cherry red at times. So while synthetic oils offer superior performance, they are substantially more expensive than conventional oil. So if you're doubling your oil change intervals because of synthetic, it's a break-even to an extent. Synthetic oils are significantly more expensive, but in my estimation, they're worth it. I've got 80,000 miles on my street rod motor, and I don't drive that easy, and it's still doing fine. Now, most synthetic oils are, re- are rated at at least 10 to 15,000 miles a year in uh, performance. So they're saying you can go 10 to 15,000 miles before you need to change a synthetic oil, and that's per the oil manufacturers, not the vehicle manufacturer. Remember, regardless of what oil you're using, Abide by the manufacturer's specifications for oil changes on your car, not the oil manufacturer's specification. I still don't abide by the oil manufacturer's specification. I change my oil about every five to 7,000 miles using synthetics again. Uh, and that's usually about, well, sometimes it's, it's once a year, and I may have only done a, a few thousand miles. On some of my cars, I, and I have I have six cars that are parked in the garage. I don't drive on a regular basis. I may do two, two to three thousand miles a year on one of them or two of them, and I change the oil every year. January, it's oil change time, so I change the oil and I write on the oil filter what the date was I changed it, and I've been using synthetic for for uh, for that. Now, if you're driving less than ten miles a day and you don't drive on the highways, you may need to change your oil more often. Because it is more likely that the engine is getting up to temperature. You're boiling off some of the the condensation that forms in the engine. We talked about that a little while ago, but not all of it. So you may need to change your engine more often because at freeway speeds and long-term driving or long-distance driving, your engine stays warm or hot longer and burns off those uh, impurities and moisture that forms in the system. Now, what are the top-rated synthetic oils today? Well, they're the same ones you see on the on the shelves all the time. Now, the number one, according to this one website I'm looking at, and it's called the Auto Guide. They're saying the top-rated synthetic oil right now is Royal Purple. Royal Purple started out as a racing oil, if I remember correctly, and it is good, but it's the number one editor's pick for synthetic lubricants. The problem is, it's double the price of every everybody else's. Uh, It's a good oil. Use it if you want. It offers better wear protection, increased fuel efficiency, protects catalytic converter emissions. Uh, Again, because of the lack of petroleum in there, the exhaust emissions, and you get exhaust emissions from oil, guys, uh, are, are better. Now, it's also compatible with ethanol and has corrosion protection. The con against this is the price. And It's not really necessary for most daily drivers. It also has limited viscosity choices. Next up for diesel engines, they're saying Shell Rotella. And Rotella has been a a good oil for diesel engines for for many years. It's only certified for diesel engines. Don't use it in your gas engine. It'll work, but not quite the same. Neil Panks is saying it's been announced today in the UK. I won't be able to buy a new engine car in nine years, only electric. All right. So uh, don't worry about it. Don't change your oil for nine years. You'll be set. You'll be in an electric car. Hmm. Interesting how that's going to work. Of course, they haven't told you that they're increasing the electrical grid to cover the added power demands, right? Right. Okay. Another story altogether. Mobile One extended performance synthetic oil. Now it features advanced full synthetic formula. Mobile One's extended performance oil is designed to help prevent deposits and sludge. Again, this is a marketing statement. Its advantages, extremely popular and reputable brand name. So they've done a good job of marketing. The price is the problem, and it is an expensive oil. Some owners complain that the oil has made their engines noisier. I am one of them. I found that synthetic oil from Mobile One tends to stay thinner and be thinner throughout the range. And my cars tend to make more noise, lifter noise and so forth. I also have less oil pressure using Mobile One versus Castrol Syntec or Edge, whatever they call it now. They've changed the name a number of times, but I've been using synthetic Castrol for a long time. I did use Mobile One in my HHR because it was under warranty for the first 100,000 miles, so I wanted to keep that in effect. Penzoils come out with their full synthetic oil, and uh, it's rated pretty well. Uh, the pros, full synthetic oil improves fuel economy. So, it, it's good in that respect. The, the cons against it, most users have complained about the packaging. Okay, that's a, that's a non-issue. Mobile One high-mileage synthetic oil. Now, this is uh, for high-mileage protection. Mobile One offers a full synthetic oil for engines that have over 75,000 miles. Now, over 75,000 miles, I don't care if you're using synthetic or non-synthetic, you're going to get some wear. And this is uh, what this is made for. It's a different formulation. It's a little bit thicker. It's it's supposedly made for high-mileage engines. The Pro, again, it's gotten some good reviews. It's designed for high-mileage engines. It's popular. It's got a good marketing program. The cons against it? the price. All right, now, Castrol's come up with a new oil they call Magnatec. It's a full synthetic oil, but because of its supposedly magnetic properties, it doesn't drain fully back to the pan when you shut the engine off, so it leaves a protective film on the engine components. Helps in startup. Okay. Performance claims depend on the... uh, the weight you're using or the usage, it helps reduce engine wear, leaves critical parts smoother, adds a layer of protection on warm-ups and driving when the engine's cool. Now, some owners report oil leaks, which is what a lot of people are saying about using synthetic oil, is that if you have a uh, faulty gasket or seal, the synthetic oil will seep through it. And one of the reasons is it's the synthetic oil will tend to clean your engine as you're driving. And if you put it into an older engine, it may clear sludge that was protecting your gaskets. Do I have a problem with synthetic oil leakage? No. Uh, I put it in used engines or engines that had miles on it, didn't have a problem. Now, there's another company called Liquamali. I've not seen that here in the U.S., it's made in Germany, and it's primarily for the European cars and their driving style. Um, tough to find here in the States. It's designed for rapid oil delivery in low temperatures. Again, Germany, they got some severe cold temperatures there, so they need an oil that's going to get through the engine, up to the upper end of the engine quickly on startup. Uh, The complaints about it, a tricky cap to open and limited viscosity ranges. Okay. Hi, Sid. How you doing? Sid Neese is tuning in right now. He's in North Carolina. Valvolin Sin Power Full Synthetic Oil. So, Valvolin's another popular brand with a lot of marketing, and they've come up with theirs. Now, they say offers offers great sludge and varnish protection, as do all synthetics. As a matter of fact, there was a number of years ago, uh, Honda sold a version of the Isuzu Rodeo, and they were complaining about ticking from the lifters. They had small hydraulic lifters in the overhead cam uh, setup. And they clicked a little bit. Honda claimed that it was varnish from uh, petroleum-based oils. And their fix was go to a synthetic and it cleans the varnish. Okay. Castrol Edge. And this is what I've been using. I've been using 550 weight. And they say it's got titanium technology. Well, that's their their marketing term for something that... that creates good uh, lubrication. Designed to offer strength under pressure, reduces metal-to-metal contact, decreases engine deposits, as they all do. The cons against this? The seal in the bottle is questionable. Really? That's a, that's a complaint? It's got nothing to do with the oil. Valvoline also has a high-mileage synthetic oil, and they're all good. Uh, one oil over another, I'm a castor person, I've been using castor I've just switched over to AMSOIL, and AMSOIL is one of the leading names in synthetic oils. (coughs) I put it in our 56 Chevy, and I'm not totally happy with it. I've lost some oil pressure at full operating temperature, especially during the summer, whereas the temperature or the pressure would stay about... 50 to 60 psi, it's now below 50, sometimes even below 40 at uh, higher temperatures. So, what do you use synthetic or conventional? The discussion going on on Facebook right now is whether you use conventional or synthetic in your uh, gear system, just not just the engine, but throughout the drivetrain of the vehicle in drag racing. It may not be that critical. You're not driving that far, that fast. Well, you're driving fast, but you're not driving that long. So is synthetic going to be a benefit in a drag car? Possibly not. And you're not keeping the oil in that engine for very long either because you're draining it, hopefully voluntarily, not on the track. However, I used it in a road racing situation. Now, I was a pit crew on an H-Production Bug Eye Sprite back in the 70s. We used conventional oil. I mean, everyone did. That, that was basically what was available. We changed over to a synthetic. The brand no longer out there. I, I can't find it anywhere. But we noticed an immediate change. After the first race, we pulled the engine down like we normally would, and that was after a weekend of racing, and didn't see any rod bearing wear. Normally, we'd have to replace rod bearing, just it would go down at least a layer or so, on the bearing surface so it would go through the first layer because if you look at rod bearings there's layers of material we would go through the first layer get to the second sometimes even the third layer at after a weekend of racing especially when we raced riverside raceway which was a very long course and with a lot of high speed especially down the back straightaway which was very long we put the synthetic oil in, and at the end of the first race, weekend, we tore the engine down, and there was no wear on the bearings. We plastigaged, we measured, no wear on the bearings. Not necessarily believing what we were seeing, the bearings were changed. Next race, same situation. No wear on the bearings, no wear on the crankshaft. 10 PSI, better oil pressure under race temperatures. Okay, this is a positive. Is it really working? Well, we even had to lower the idle because once the synthetic had worked its way in after a couple of changes, the properties of the conventional oil were now drained out and flushed out. The synthetic, full synthetic inside that engine worked amazing, and we had to lower the uh, RPMs. Same thing on street vehicle. Now, the owner of the car put it in his street vehicle after that first race, and same situation. He had to lower the RPMs at idle after a couple of oil changes. Now, we put it in the transmission for speed and put it in the differential. That season, our closest race was 20 seconds ahead of the second-place vehicle. We spun in turn nine at Riverside, and it took us a while to gather the car back up again, or the driver to gather the car back up again, and we still won by 20 seconds. The average win time? was almost 60 seconds ahead of second place. Going down the back straightaway, our little H production car with 948 cc's worth of muscle power was staying up with the 1200 and 1100 cc engines in the, the uh, Triumph Spitfires in F production. We'd go down the back straight a little over 100 miles an hour, where before the top speed was somewhere around 98 to 100 but we were well over 100. We were passing the F production cars. And in many cases, we're in the top 10 at the conclusion of the laps, all the laps on the race, which placed us well up in the field for the H production cars. And again, in SCCA, they run multiple classes at the same time. So did we have a positive effect from synthetic? Yes. Do I recommend it? Yes. Is it necessary or recommended for drag racing? Not really. Again, you're not running that long. It's not that critical. And besides, drag racers are quite capable of disassembling their engines while in motion. And that fluid's got to go someplace. And the guy cleaning it up will really cuss you out if they've got synthetic on the track. All right. Enough said. Give me your comments. Let me know what you think. We'll uh, look at it all and share the information. I'm Hot Rod Bob. I've got gas. You now do, too. Great American auto scene, gas since 1990, your source for information, trivia, and some humor mixed in. Thanks for tuning in. You are a gasaholic. Gas, available on YouTube, Anchor FM, iTunes, and many more places each and every day. Tell your friends about it. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's free, no charge. Check it out. I'm Hot Rod Bob. Have a great day.